This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. WBBM News Time, 12.03. Great to have you with us for the Thursday edition of the Noon Business Hour. I'm Cisco Cotto. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Technology Thursday, the latest on space tourism and how to negotiate things when it comes to your credit cards. Also, the latest on the Illinois cannabis business. More licenses, more growers. It's certainly expanding here in the state. The reimagined Chicago Auto Show is underway in Inside and outside of McCormick Place. We'll cover that in our next segment. Right now, the latest tally of jobless claims is out, along with a pair of reports from the manufacturing sector. Let's see how the economy is doing. Carl Riccadonna is joining us, chief economist at Bloomberg, based in New York. Carl, let's begin with these jobless claims. People for the first time claiming unemployment benefits, uh, the lowest in quite a while. Well, those are new applicants. Good afternoon. Thanks for inviting me back on the program. Uh, those are new applicants, and uh, you know that metric matters uh, to a different extent at different stages of the economic cycle. So ordinarily in the early stages of the cycle, which is where we are presently, uh, there's not a lot of layoffs. Businesses have shed all the jobs they need to shed. Uh, And so uh, new layoffs tend to be very low. Uh, We see that in the data. uh, But what's more relevant is uh, those who continue to collect unemployment benefits. So those who were laid off earlier uh, in the downturn and are uh, still collecting those benefits. Uh, We're seeing progress on that front, but uh, we are still well above pre-pandemic levels. And this speaks to the ongoing slack Uh, in the labor market, even though a lot of employers are having trouble placing skilled labor at the moment, uh, there still is uh, considerable slack uh, yet to be absorbed. And what does that do uh, to continuing economic growth? I mean, at some point, are those businesses not able to expand in the way they'd like to if they don't have the workers actually in-house? Well, we are already seeing evidence that uh, that is the case uh, for uh, a lot of businesses. Uh, but that being said, uh, the economy is growing at about a, a 10% pace in the uh, second quarter, uh, a little bit slower uh, in the uh, third quarter. But that still is a pace where there's going to be robust demand uh, for workers. And so this scramble and the, the generous incentives and offers of you know, sign-on bonuses and whatnot uh, will continue to be uh, evident. But with that much slack in the labor market uh, that I highlighted, uh, that tells us in the long run, uh, they will be able to find the labor at uh, not a significant uh, markup. And so this tells us that uh, the concerns around inflation at the moment, which are coming to a fore as gas prices are surging and uh, lots of uh, measures of consumer prices are surging, 
uh, ultimately that slack will uh, lead to some downward bias in wage pressures, and uh, that should relax the inflation pressures as well. Let's talk about the latest in manufacturing. What are we seeing there, and what does that tell us about the economy? Well, we are seeing that uh, manufacturing is uh, continuing to be plagued by these uh, supplier delivery issues, uh, the micro uh, chip uh, shortages uh, uh, taking a particular toll on uh, auto assemblies and whatnot. Uh, but we can see that uh, factory conditions are uh, very robust at the moment. Uh, new orders are strong, production is strong. And so that tells us that, uh, again, those uh, uh, very strong economic numbers we saw in the first half of the year, which really accelerated into uh, mid-year, uh, they should moderate in the back half of the year, but we will still be growing at a, a very robust pace in the economy, uh, far in excess of what is uh, considered uh, kind of a natural rate of growth for the economy. Thanks so much. Good insight from Carl Riccadonna, Chief U.S. Economist at Bloomberg. Just ahead, it's Chicago Auto Show time in July. It's opening day of the special summertime edition of the Chicago Auto Show. We welcome Mark Bielik, spokesman for the Chicago Auto Show. Mark, it's good to have you on. Uh, how weird is it to be having an auto show in July? Yeah, I love my coat at home. I don't know what to do. Very, very different. Now, for people who are showing up, what are they seeing that is maybe different from past auto shows? Yeah, so it's, it's you know, the first thing they'll notice is we're not in the same building that we were in the past. Uh, we're still at McCormick Place, still downtown right, uh, right by the lake, but uh, we're in the West Building, and that allowed us to utilize Indiana Avenue, which is a street right next to the West Building, where we've got 11 different test drives. We've got Ford's Bronco Track. We've got uh, their, also their electrified uh, experience. And then uh, at night, we're going to turn that into a street fest with food, bands, drinks, and uh, entertainment. Does this actually uh, maybe create something that will go on in the future? I'm thinking that indoor-outdoor experience. In the past, it's just been indoor. Well, it certainly won't happen in February, but, uh, you know, if, if this does, if this is a home run and, and ticket sales are great and, you know, not only has uh, the, the media embraced this opening, but Chicago seems to embrace it as well. And we've got lots of people down here on opening day uh, just enjoying the show. Uh, and then at the same time, you know, tonight we'll they'll get, a, get to be outside and, and enjoying the night and having some great food and drinks and and just checking out all the cool things that the show has to offer. No outdoor heated patios in February. That's not, uh, that's not part of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. So it's a shortened show, but that doesn't mean any loss of driving experiences. In fact, I think there's there may even be more this time. Yeah, there's definitely more. Uh, big changes, I think. you got to buy your ticket online at chicagoautoshow.com. And there's a lot more opportunities to get behind the wheel. Like I said, 11 test drives. There's four test tracks, Jeeps here, Ram Truck Territory, uh, the Bronco track. And then this Ford experience is really cool because they've got the Mustang Mach-E and then the F-150 Lightning, both fully electric vehicles. Uh, there's about a dozen electric vehicles on the show floor here. And uh, you can get behind the wheel of three or four of them. And electric vehicles, I'm glad you brought that up. That is, it seems like every year that's becoming a bigger and bigger part of the show. And that's probably expected just to increase in future shows. It, it is. And, you know, electric vehicles are finally getting to the point where they're accessible for the for most people. Not only has their range gotten better, but they've gotten more affordable and they charge much more quickly. They still don't charge as fast as a gas pump, but they're getting close. Uh, and so that's the big change for, for most buyers that they'll notice with an electric vehicle is that they're not the inconvenience they once were. And they're not, uh, you know, it used to be that you saw one coming down the road and you knew that was an electric vehicle. Now they look like every other vehicle. 
You're right. I'm looking right outside our office here at the Volkswagen ID4, and that's a really good-looking compact crossover. I mean, I, I would be happy to get behind the wheel. And the thing is, on the inside, they're pretty cool because they generally are cutting edge with, you know, big screens and, and neat technologies. Uh, and uh, so it's not only like, – it's, it's almost like you're buying a spaceship in some sense, but they're not any different to drive than a regular car. That's the key. It's just a regular car with an electric motor. You talked earlier about the different driving experiences and in, in really getting behind the wheel. Is that what you found over the years? People like looking at cars, but they really like being able to sit in that driver's seat. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's key uh, as a shopper to not only just look at a car and, and understand, but to get your hands on the features so you can really understand how they work and the only way to do that is to get behind the wheel i mean you can you can somebody can talk to you about this new neat bluetooth technology or whatever or using your smartphone uh to drive the car but uh until you actually do it you know that that's where the proof's in the pudding and so that's why we're so excited to have all these different test drives you mentioned people are buying tickets online as far as covid goes i mean any sort of masks uh extra social distancing i mean what's that looking like so we're following the state's uh, phase five rules, which basically our masks are optional, uh, and we recommend them for uh, attendees who are not vaccinated. But also, I would say, suggest to people that are thinking of coming to bring a mask just in case, because a few of the test drives uh, are requiring masks in the vehicles just to make fee- people feel safer. Really good stuff. Nice to have the auto show back. That's Mark Bielek, spokesman for the Chicago Auto Show, going on right now at McCormick Place. Just ahead, the marijuana industry here here in Illinois, poised for expansion. Compounding your interest with an economy of words, this is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. A new law in Illinois will dramatically expand the state's cannabis industry with the aim of bringing more Latino and black businesses... Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Amy Nathan, Executive Director, Growmentum Lab here in Chicago. Uh, Amy, help us to understand here. We obviously already a lot of pot growers and sellers, and yet the state wants more. The state does want more. The state is going to have oh, close to three hundred businesses be based on what's happening these days. Talk to us about, uh, I think, what is unique in the cannabis business in that because, I, I assume because of federal laws, everything has to be done here in the state of Illinois. Uh, everything from growing to, uh, you know, the, the cultivating, shipping, all of that stuff has to be done here. That is true. So um, it, within the legal cannabis or the legal adult use legal world, uh, there is no provision for interstate commerce. And that is because there's still a federal prohibition. It is still considered a prohibited or controlled substance. And so even though the state has made it legal, that doesn't mean all states have made it legal. And so by making it legal, you have to produce and transport and sell it all within the state. So the state, it, it, obviously, there was some disappointment in the number of black and Hispanic owners uh, when the, the first round of licenses and businesses were open. Is that what the state is trying to counteract here by getting more of these businesses going? Yes. The whole idea is that the very people that were previously con- impacted negatively by the war on drugs who had been spending time incarcerated are now meant to be benefiting from the way that the law has been written in Illinois. And so Gromentum Lab, the organization that I represent, is here to support those people. And we actually supported over 100 people, uh, 100 different teams who 
actually applied for these licenses. And we, we supported them in a volunteer basis to do that. Yeah, and is that and what Gromentum is all about? That's what Gromentum Lab is all about, kind of helping these owners get their businesses started? Exactly. We are a full accelerator to help them through entrepreneurship, raising funds, uh, learning about the industry, and really just launching their businesses. So going forward, if you have more of these businesses getting started, is there a sense that the demand will continue to increase as there's more production and more sellers? Yeah, that's the that's the trend that we have seen in every other state. Illinois is growing like gangbusters. Nobody really expected Illinois, uh, the market in Illinois to be as strong as it has proven to be in the last year and a half since it was uh, legalized. And it just keeps growing. And that has been the exact experience in Colorado, California, Washington, all the states that preceded us. Well, really interesting. And uh, good luck. I appreciate what you're doing. Amy Nathan, Executive Director at Gromentum Lab. Still ahead, Technology Thursday. Exploring space tourism and the billionaire astronaut. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Cisco Cotto. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Parts of the U.S. manufacturing sector are struggling due to problems within the supply chain. The first round of monthly tax credit payments are heading to American families. Technology Thursday, space tourism is taking off with the help of wealthy entrepreneurs like Amazon's Jeff Bezos. You may be able to get a better credit card interest rate just by asking. On the markets, the Dow down 33, the Nasdaq is down 146, and the S&P is down 24 points. Oil is down one and a third percent. Little bit of rain in some areas of Chicagoland, 73 degrees right now at O'Hare, 75 downtown. Output at the nation's factories is suffering because of issues with the supply chain. Correspondent Ben Thomas. U.S. factory output slid last month as a shortage of computer chips disrupted auto production. The Federal Reserve reports manufacturing production dipped one-tenth of a percent in June, the third drop in five months. 
Overall, however, industrial production, which includes output at mines and utilities as well as factories, rose four-tenths of a percent. Utility output climbed 2.7% in June as Americans cranked up the air conditioning to battle a heat wave across much of the country, and mining output rose 1.4% on an uptick in oil and gas production. Ben Thomas, Washington. Families are starting to get direct payments today with the first round of advanced monthly tax credit payments. Part of the White House's America Rescue Plan. More from CBS business analyst Jill Schlesinger. Previously, when we had tax credits, they were claimed at tax filing time. But this expansion changes that. Half of the amount will be divided into six monthly payments. That's starting today. $300 per month for each child under the age of six, $250 per month for for each child between ages 6 and 17. Analysts say the payments could help cut the child poverty rate in America nearly in half. A reminder, Odyssey is your new home for all the audio that matters to you. Download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, to listen to WBBM anytime. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The Noon Business Hour is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Markets are in the red. The Dow down 50. NASDAQ down 154. And the S&P is down 26 points. Let's see what's going on. Brian Perry is here. Senior editor at uh, Brian Perry Investing. Good to have you with us here, Brian. So what do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? Yeah, good afternoon, Cisco. Well, it's a a down day after, uh, you know, a a series of, of higher highs for the first part of the month here. What we're seeing, though, is a kind of a rolling correction here. We've already seen, uh, you know, some give back in the industrials and the travel stocks and a number of the, the materials and uh, retailers and things of this nature. Where uh, Really, though, the market's been carried higher uh, this last week and a half here by Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Facebook, and Tesla and NVIDIA, which account for 25% of the S&P 500's market capitalization. Those are all down between 1% and 3% today, which is, you know, where you're getting some um, some profit taken in those sectors, of, in those stocks, and that's going to be, um, that's going to weigh on the market regardless. But small caps and mid caps have already been pulling back here for some time, and energy is kind of topped out here. So we're seeing a rolling correction again, even with, uh, with the 10-year now, really getting down to 1.30 uh, as we speak here, going into the bond, uh, the close of the bond market. That's, you know, considering that we saw uh, some, str- some, some pockets of weakness in manufacturing, but you also saw uh, just, you know, the New York um, number, uh, manufacturing number was way up this morning here. The uh, Empire State Manufacturing was at 43, which is, I'm, I have never seen that number uh, so high. So there's, uh, and what we're seeing in the inflation sector is, you know, you've, you've got pricing pressure, which is what Jerome Powell's talking about, but there also is some inflation at the service sector. And that's usually not something that's a blip. Service inflation is uh, is something that's usually more structural. So there's a, a there's a, a real uh, change in the, in and a, a debate over the narrative here whether the Fed is is really on track with this transitory uh, position they've taken and standing by, and uh, the the rest of uh, a lot of other people like Jeff Gunlock and and other you know people in the room um, you know like Ray Dalio of, of Bridgewater Capital saying that inflation is a real threat. So uh, that's um, the, the debate goes on, but you know you don't want to fight the Fed and the, and the bond market has taken that position to that. So. Lower interest rates are usually typically very bullish for stocks overall, but we are going through a summer uh, pullback here in a number of sectors that has kind of masked 
by a, uh, a big increase in, in the FANG names, uh, in addition to Microsoft and a couple other big names like Tesla and Adobe, which have done well as, uh, in, in general. So that's that's kind of where it's a two-tiered market in a way, but um, a lot of people are wondering why their accounts, if they don't own those big cap stocks, aren't doing so great. And that's probably because we're seeing some general distribution going on here from a very strong uh, performance in June. Earlier, you touched on some of the bigger companies uh, moving things today, whether it's up or down. I mean, ju- just talk about the weight of some of those companies and how if they're having a good day or a bad day, it may not necessarily mean the markets overall are doing badly or doing well. Well, that's true. But you have, a, you know, again, the market is heavily reliant. That People got into this inflation camp so heavily and they didn't think that you know, the big cap tech trade was going to work, you know, for the second half of the year when, in fact, uh, it, it's been the place to be. That's been the parking lot for vast sums of money here recently. And a lot of the stocks have broke out technically. And so you get follow on buying by a lot of algorithmic trading platforms out there that simply are going to keep bidding up, you know, Amazon and, 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 and Google and Tesla and NVIDIA, especially those names. And Apple just recently broke out. So with the weighting of those stocks, it just it does carry the day for the market in general. And it, it exudes confidence when those stocks do well. Uh, at the same time, if, if people were into all these you know, epicenter stocks, those are getting really worked over, especially the big travel names. And with the, you know, the, the Delta variant uh, concerns out there in, in terms of how is, what's the impact, you know, is it going to be a broad, deep spread? And so that, that's given people some, some pause here as to whether you know, the rally is, is just so uh, heavily weighted at the top or whether it's going to really broaden out again. Uh, I would argue that it's going to broaden out, um, but once we get through earnings season here, and it's and it's really it's all about guidance and whether the corporations are are not just going to put up phenomenal year over year numbers, which they will, but whether or not they see inflation as uh, a real threat to the business models that they run, you know, primarily in wages, which is something that most CEOs from the last survey about sixty percent said that's their number one concern is wage inflation. So inflation is running at roughly 10% right now on an annualized basis. And if, until that is, is you know, where there's evidence that that's going to cool, then, um, then then I think that's the, where the market's kind of, you know, taken a time out here. But then you've got the bond market, which is, on, you know, really strong. So we have this um, – we have, we have two different camps very hard at work trying to convince the market that they're right. Thanks so much, Brian Perry, Senior Editor at BrianPerryInvesting.com. Just ahead, Technology Thursday, Jeff Bezos' company Blue Origin is going to take him to space next week. Money Talks as the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Technology Thursday on the Noon Business Hour. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos is going to rocket into space next week on a craft developed by his venture, Blue Origin. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media. Uh, Paul, I mean, you know, he he's an also-ran here after Richard Branson, but it's still pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, first of all, you're correct, and I'm sure he is. Um, in spite of the fact that he's putting on a good face, I'm sure he's stewing a little bit about the you know seven day gap between uh, Branson's flight and his. But there are a lot of firsts on this flight, which is r- really interesting. First of all, the youngest and the oldest uh, astronauts, assuming they do make it into low space orbit, uh, briefly or low space, uh, they are uh, they are going to be the youngest and the oldest to go. There's an 18 year old. The son of an investment banker, basically, uh, named Oliver Damon. He's an 18-year-old from the Netherlands. And what I think is an even more interesting story is a woman named Wally Funk, who was part of the Mercury 13 program. They basically, when NASA was deciding you know, who to send into space, 
uh, way back when. Uh, this woman is 82. Um, they had a, a parallel program uh, for the with the Apollo program, and that is with women. So they were testing to see if women could go into orbit and so on. At that point, <clears throat> they canceled the program, but Wally Funk was the leading uh, score getter of men and women for all the tests that they went through. So she's going up, and uh, and there's the, the interest with all of this. The winning bidder for $28 million, apparently, for a seat on this first flight, canceled at the last second, opening this up for uh, this 18-year-old and Wally Funk, because of he or she, we don't know, said um, there was a scheduling conflict. And I don't know what, what what would have caused that. I can't say, look, I have a cocktail party that night. I'm not going to fly into space. I'm not sure what the justification was, but that's the situation. So the fact that we have uh, two billionaires doing this, a lot of money behind it, uh, it seems to really increase the chances that if you have the money, space tourism is something that it's going to be a reality sooner rather than later. You're absolutely right. And and we talked about this a little earlier in an earlier conversation, but th- these numbers that we're talking about, $250,000 a seat for, you know, for, for normal flights in, you know, in Virgin Galactic and so forth, those numbers are going to plunge uh, as this, as competent as with anything. It's certainly a competition in a very high level, both literally and, and you know, and, uh, Sort of metaphysically, you know, we got Elon Musk, we got Jeff Bezos, we got, um, you know, obviously the, the the Virgin Galactic stuff going up as well. That means that the prices will plunge. So we talked about, it, but I think five figures is a reasonable guess in the next couple of years. Meaning less than a hundred thousand dollars for a ticket could be forty or fifty. That is certainly a huge sum for ninety nine percent of the world. <clears throat> but it means that it's going to drop to the point where somebody can say, you know what, I'll take out a home equity line and have uh, experience of a lifetime. Here I am in my seventies. If Wally Funk can do it, I can. That's that's where it's headed. Now, uh, what still has to be done? I mean, you, you have this, you know, Richard Branson goes up, everything's safe. There's been a lot of testing. Um, you know, is, is there more that needs to be done maybe to make some of those people feel safe? Maybe not, because a lot of people are on the waiting list. I think one of the reasons, that's a great question. I think one of the reasons the billionaires are going first is to convince people of just that, that it is safe. You know, now that's all, it's a, it's a numbers game as with anything. You know, there is, no, there is no zero risk activity. You get up in the morning, you could trip and fall. I mean, so the point is that yes, uh, there is some risk. I think the billionaires are doing this to convince people that the risk is low enough, uh, that they, these fairly important folks in their companies respectively are going up. And also look, any endeavor like this is tested out, you know, and I'm going to use a technical term now, tested out the wazoo. You know? So, um, so the, the point is that there's, you know, the number of tests that have gone on to before these guys have gone up uh, is absolutely astronomical. And of course, the, the continued testing. So I am, I only would suggest that if you're worried about risk, it's actually quite risky to take a drive on the interstate right now. And this looks like it's lower risk. We just don't know, but we, we can keep our fingers crossed. Right, only time will tell. Thanks so much, Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media. That's Technology Thursday. This time tomorrow, Entrepreneur Friday. Still to come, negotiating a better credit card rate. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's possible to get a better rate on your credit card if you're willing to just make a phone call. We're joined by Ted Rossman, industry analyst at creditcards.com. Uh, Ted, a lot of people are caught in these these high interest rate cards. What should they do if they want to lower that interest rate? As you said, it is possible to call and get a lower rate. We actually found that 78% of people who asked for that got it. I would say, though, that just by asking, yeah, you might trim a few percentage points off, but it's probably not your most impactful strategy. I like the phone call approach better for, let's say, getting out of a late fee or maybe getting out of an annual fee. 
I think if you're carrying expensive credit card debt and the average is 16%, you'd probably be better off looking into a 0% balance transfer card. These offers are really coming back, but they're primarily for new customers. So it would be a new application for another card. Yeah, so because people, I mean, they're they're afraid to call the credit card company, right? Because they don't want to get rejected. Uh, in some cases, it might work. In some cases, maybe not so much. That's right. It actually works much more often than not. It can feel a little awkward, but I think this is a great tip. We found that 82% of people who called up and asked for a late fee waiver got it. That might save you 40 bucks right there. You can't do it every month, of course, but once in a while you make an honest mistake, it makes sense to ask and you'll often get out of it. We found 73% got their annual fee lowered or maybe even reduced, uh, taken away entirely just by asking. 70% got a higher credit limit by asking for one. In all cases, though, very few people are asking. So nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah, worst case scenario is they say no if you do this. Uh, it's you know it's not like they're going to raise your rate if you call and ask for it to be lowered. Uh, that may be one of the you know, one of the fears is that people wonder if they call and ask for a lower rate, uh, somehow is the credit card company going to hold that against them? You know, is that going to be a negative on their credit score? I don't think so. And this is also something we can extend more broadly. Like during the thick of the pandemic a year ago, a lot of people called up and got into the hardship program. So they got permission to pay less or pay nothing at all for a time. Even though the worst of COVID is hopefully behind us, this is something you can think about in your own personal life. Like even if it's more unique to you, maybe if unfortunately you've lost your job or you got divorced or you're having trouble, People are reluctant to speak up, but actually the card companies would prefer to hear from you. What they don't want is you to bury your head in the sand and go delinquent. So if you just call them up and you're honest about, you know, I'm going through a tough time, but could you give me a lower rate? Could you let me skip a couple of payments or, you know, just buy me some time while I get back on my feet? That program is actually available all the time. Uh, you know, natural disasters would be another example. It, it pays to ask. Thanks so much for all the insight and advice. Ted Rossman, industry analyst at creditcards.com. If you missed any part of today's noon business hour, the replay podcast will be available shortly at wbbmnewsradio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.